for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified jam session podcast. You know, I wasn't quite sure if we were going to actually have a jam session podcast this week just because we're starting to run out of things that we can run. Um, It's been really hard to get musicians with decent internet connections to uh, come in and do uh, remote jam sessions with, like, at least somewhat decent quality and with the internet connection and all that stuff. But I was looking through the live castathon that we did back at the end of March, and we still have a couple of sessions that we can pull from that, and so we're going to continue doing that for right now. Um, and hopefully within the next few weeks here, we'll be able to get some people in and we'll be able to uh, start working with them. But that being said, this week's Jam Session podcast is going to be another like smorgasbord situation. Um, we're going to have an awesome, awesome jam session, uh, concert type situation. Uh, we're going to have Aubrey Ouellette from Tampa, Florida. And the reason I'm kind of going with this one is because she's got a new single coming out this Friday. And so I thought it'd be kind of cool to use the jam session and an old interview that hasn't really been released as a Thing to kind of help promote her new album. She is coming on the live cast on Monday, but I thought it might be kind of cool to use this to help give her a nice little push moving into the new release of her single. So I I don't really have much else to say at this point. Hopefully once we kind of get into, get into the podcast here, I'll have more to say, but um, I just kind of wanted to jump on here really quick and give a quite quick introduction, but uh, kind of a background, and we'll kind of go over this in the jam session a little bit, but I was introduced to Aubrey when I was living in Tallahassee, Florida. She, I saw a gig flyer come up. She was going to be uh, pl- performing in the Panhandle. I think it was like Pensacola or Panama City, one of those areas, and so I saw the show flyer and I checked out her music. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go to the show, but I checked out her music and it was awesome. And uh, just kind of been paying attention to what she'd been doing and just kind of waiting for the right time to reach out. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to work with her while we were in Florida, but the coronavirus situation happened. I made the introduction she said yes to jumping on the live castathon, and this session is what came of it. And so I hope you all like it. And we will be back right after the jam session. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Good. good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing really good. I caught your live stream last night. It was absolutely amazing. Aww, on Facebook. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. I yeah. Appreciate that. I, um so basically what we'll do is we'll have a little bit of a conversation then you'll play a few songs and then you know uh we'll go so we got about an hour set aside okay Um, 
I will wow. if you have your if you share the uh, or, fa or the YouTube link, uh, make sure you yeah. put your virtual tip information in there. Yes. And then I'll make sure to go over there and grab it really quick to put it in our main link. So everywhere we've shared it so far, it's in there. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I shared it. Um, I was listening to the last one. I shared it probably like 20 minutes ago. Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just realized I didn't realize I did it this way. I had like the la you and then the previous two bands were all from Florida. And I was like, oh, I actually did I know. it that way. That's I was like, funny. I was listening to it and I'm like, dang, he's from Tampa. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but no, it's kind of funny because I was introduced to you. I was living in Tallahassee. Okay. Yeah. And oh, go Knowles. I yeah. hope you're a Knowles fan. Yeah. Like, well, I'm a Saluki, which. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, you know, that's where I went <laughs> to school. But, um, my grand grandma's entire side of the family are Gator fans, and I could never get behind that. And uh, when I graduated college, I wanted to go get my master's, and I was going to go to FSU, but I decided to go to work instead. Um, I get it. I get it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I was introduced to you. I think you were advertised for a show somewhere around Tallahassee. I saw yeah. you like an advertisement for a show pop up. And then you played a couple other places and I was like, Oh, let me see what this is about. And I clicked on your music and I saw you were, you're kind of, you're in Nashville currently, right? So or, right now I'm in Florida, but okay. I go back and forth. I lived in Nashville for like seven years. Okay. And uh, how's, how's everything been treating you? It's good. Um, I mean, with all the, the craziness now with everything shutting down, that's like not good, but mm -hmm. um yeah, it's been interesting. You, I think as an entrepreneur and especially musicians, we are entrepreneurs. We have to kind of adapt to whatever change, whether it's technology or they shut down the bars, which I never thought that would be a thing. And mm. so you kind of have to figure out and scramble and, you know, that's, we didn't get in this business for security anyway. Absolutely. So yeah. I find it challenging, but it's, it's, it's okay. I'm positive about it. Absolutely. I try to. And so you're, you go, you said you go back and forth between Nashville and Florida. Are, yeah. is, are you primarily a Florida resident again? Yeah, right now I am. Um, I mean, this is where I grew up. Um, this is kind of where my roots are. And mm. I went to college up in Nashville and worked on the industry side and lived there for seven years, um, pursuing it kind of that way but my roots are in Florida I write about the beach and I love my hometown so I guess it was about a year and a half ago I decided to kind of base out of Florida and focus on my hometown and mm -hmm. um really like pound the pavement for getting my like Florida thing going on yeah. so awesome and then uh so you're in Tampa right yep I'm in Tampa awesome we try we're trying to really get ourselves in Tampa. We've done the Gasparilla Music Festival for the last yeah. couple of years. Uh, we weren't able to do it this year because it was like, well, a budget and timing just didn't work out this year. Being in Texas now, it's like, it's not easy to make that trip to Tampa right now. It's a long flight. Getting yeah. the Texas and Tampa is not always fun. Yeah. Well, There's like no direct flights. <laughs> yeah, that and then uh, what we usually we usually drive just because we have so much equipment oh, that we bring with us. True. 
And like, I mean, for like the music festivals and stuff, it's probably easier to fly because we, we have to be compact anyways, because if we came through with all our music gear, it'd be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so for festivals like that, we usually try and be pretty compact. So I think next time we're going to try and fly and see how that works yeah. out. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I haven't gotten to play that festival, but um, it is a really big one. It's really cool around mm-hmm. here. Absolutely. Um, but you're here. We're glad to have you. I'm so happy. Um, that yeah, you, thanks for having me. Because uh, I saw you post that the the initial conversation we had was about our Jam Session podcast. Yes. We featured one of your cover songs, which I believe it was a Little Big Town cover. Little Big Town. Yep. I love Little Big Town. Nice. I actually saw them perform live when I was in school. Uh, this was like before they were like really, really big. They were still kind of starting to, they're starting to pick up some steam. And they were kind of like my first experience into country music uh, concert, going to concerts. Because I was interning um, interning at a baseball team. And they every year right around june they do like a big uh music festival to thank all the local vendors and stuff and it was kelly pickler was the headliner and then it was little big town oh that's awesome and i had no idea that they were going to be as big as they are now so it's you know know. that was i love them their harmonies oh my gosh and their their career path is you know they're one of the ones that had to it didn't happen that fast for them so it's fascinating for me to watch other artists because everybody's journey is so different and Mm -hmm. they stuck through it for so long and um i feel like they personally just deserve success long time ago but um with their first single like boondocks Mm -hmm. but i'm pretty sure they didn't become really big until it was pontoon yeah which was crazy but yeah i love them i'm a big fan of theirs yeah absolutely um but we're gonna have you play some music with that's what we're here for so um i'm gonna kind of uh, mute my mic i'll let you play three or four songs and we'll come back and chat a little bit more and okay cool kind of keep that pattern going sounds good awesome and uh it's your set now so for the next let's say 20 minutes or however long four songs is however you feel like Cool. Can I handle things? It's all you. Awesome. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to play you one of my songs that kind of opened up a lot of doors um, these past couple years. And it's a song about traveling and being a Florida girl. And it was my first song to go on CMT. So it was pretty cool to see my hometown being filmed and then getting, it was one of my dreams to always have a video on CMT and being independent, I definitely had to bust open some doors (laughs) for that one, but it was worth it. So this song's called Saltwater Gypsy. Well, baby, if you're looking, I won't be here for long. Don't sweet talk me Cause I'm already gone The only thing I wanna feel Is the sand under my feet I'm on the run, run, run You can try to catch me But I'm a saltwater 
white gypsy soaking up the sun ain't got no time for worries i don't answer to no one because i'm living wild i'm living free living out here where i can be a saltwater gypsy can find me with the sounds right under my feet I sip on this Corona all day, don't judge me. At the time, I wash my sins away. The only thing I wanna hear is the music to the waves. Makes me wanna stay, stay, stay. Ooh, I'm the Tampa Bay, I'm a saltwater gypsy. Soaking up the sun, ain't got no time for worries, I don't answer to no one. Cause I'm living wild, I'm living free, living out here where I can be. A saltwater gypsy, you can find me with the sounds right under my feet. Bum, come and get you some saw on your skin like a margarita. So good on your tongue, down by the water where life is sweet. I'm a saltwater gypsy, soaking up the sun. Ain't got no time for worries. I don't answer to no one. Cause I'm living wild, I'm living free. I'm living out here where I can be a saltwater gypsy. You can find me with the sounds right under my feet. Ooh, yeah, right under my feet. I'm a saltwater gypsy. like that song go definitely check out the music video online especially because public beaches are closed so i tell everyone to get a little beach therapy and watch some of my music videos <laughs> might make you feel better <laughs> um all right well i'm gonna play you a new song that will be on my next ep coming out in may so i'm super stoked to finally release new music that i've been working on this past year called Sam. Could be the red wine, maybe it's your brown eyes, haven't seen in a while, pulling me close, even though I Times before this time we close the door and greet the safe friends. But here we go again. 
sunshine, bare feet, carefree summertime. That clock starts ticking, ticking. The second we start kissing, kissing, right up at the top, I wanna make you my bed. You slip through my head. And a season change, you know it's coming, but there's gonna be pain. But there's no one to blame. Why can't we walk the way our love's like sinking sand? And I'm falling in the way it feels in our sunshine. Bare feet, carefree summertime. That clock starts to get to Second we start kissing, kissing right up the top, I wanna make you my bed. Slip through my head, our love's like sand. Our love's like sinking sand, and I'm falling in. summer and hopefully the beaches will be back open <laughs> I hope <laughs> all right so I'm gonna play you one of my favorite song cover songs play going back to my country roots um, I like to say my music's a little bit influenced with um, Music is always influenced by what you grow up with. And my parents, my dad listened to like James Taylor. My mom listened to like gospel music. And then at the in-between was I want to listen to like Shania Twain and uh, Faith Hill. But my grandparents loved some Johnny Cash. So that was also in the mix of things. So I'm going to play a little Johnny Cash. a burning thing makes a fiery ring bound by wild desire fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire went down, down, 
Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That was a really good cover. I Thanks. enjoyed that. Um, one thing before we uh, have you go into a couple more songs, um, <laughs> can you open up your audio settings really quick? Oh, yes. Uh-oh. No, you're good. I just, it really was per, uh, a little bit more noticeable on the, uh, the, the cover song than anything else. Uh, if you could uh, just make sure that it, it, when you go into audio settings, uh, make sure that automatically adjust microphone volume isn't selected. Just wait. Let's see if I I got into it before. Gotcha. Put this out. Uh. It should be in the like, the microphone at the bottom left hand of your screen. Yeah. Okay. If the, there oh, should be there like a arrow up arrow. Video settings. Oh no, this one. Okay, got it. Yeah. So which one do I click? Um, you're in the audio settings? Yes. Uh, if you make sure that the automatically adjust microphone volume is not selected. it should. Oh, be. there we go. Yep. And then actually, if okay. you go into advanced as well. Yes. Uh, make sure uh, the suppressed persistent background and intermittent background is disabled. Those are disabled. Okay, cool. Okay. Awesome. All right. Okay. Hopefully that's better. Yeah, no, it's better. I okay. Can already tell. Um, All right, cool. Yeah, it was just like when you were showing your range, it tried to level it all, and it sounded really weird. So I wanted to make yeah. sure that was. No, I appreciate you telling me. Yeah, um, but right. that was an awesome cover song. What was it? What is it about that cover song that you like performing it? Man, I don't know. I think for me, like I said, like talking about the influences that I grew up with, I love. Um, I don't like putting artists and myself like into a box. I like to kind of like showcase 
all the different things that I grew up like listening to. And so that one kind of just reminds me of the ground and the roots of country. And um, to me, like Johnny Cash was like the ultimate like rebel in country music. And I love that. And he didn't listen to anyone telling him who to be when he was writing music. He wrote a gospel record. He wrote the Folsom Prison Blues and he was writing his life experiences. So there's something about that song that as an artist, I love that he was, he was just telling stories and sharing who he was through a song. So I love that. Makes me like bring out my inner Johnny Cash mm-hmm. soul, I feel. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, what songs are you going to play for us next? Are you going to be doing yeah, more I'm originals? Do, or Yeah, I'll do more originals if that's okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay, cool. Um, I'll do a couple more. Let's see. All right, this one. This one is available. Um, out on iTunes and Spotify and I released it last year and it was actually the song that kind of got me into um, playing the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville so it's kind of a special song that will hold that memory it's called Romance Me Come home so we can 
That was an awesome, awesome song. And you said that song got you into the Bluebird Cafe? Yeah, it was kind of through, because Bluebird, it's interesting. You have to either be invited or you do the audition process. Mm -hmm. And um, every time the audition would come around, I was out of town playing shows, so I never got to do it. And I'd written a song, and then somebody that I'm friends with, she gets to invite people to play there and she was like I want you to come and play that song and then I got to play I got to like have the night in the round like with her mm-hmm. so it was really it was special it was cool like if anyone watches that show um Nashville obviously there's some things that are you know obviously dramatized for yeah. TV but the bluebird is I mean you cannot explain the magic that you feel when you walk in that room like Mm -hmm. it's and I'd been there watching shows so many times but when I being in the circle playing it was like it was crazy it was really cool I'll never forget that for sure it's very special yeah I never understood the the aura behind it until I started working with musicians from Nashville and then I kept hearing people say how they want to play at the Bluebird and then once I finally talked to a few musicians that have actually gotten to play at the Bluebird Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, you know, so. It is, and like you really can't explain it. It's it's such a unique experience because it's just, you know, it's such a small room and the strangers in the room become your family at, like immediately. And then my drink is being set on somebody else's table that I'm like, cause you're so close to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm playing and I'm like, hi, excuse me, we just met, but can I please like set my water here or my wine or whatever? Yeah. And it's just a unique like experience. It's, it's awesome. Awesome. But. Awesome. I'll let you All get right. back to it. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. So I'm going to play you song that's a this is another cover song by Carly Pierce she's another woman in country music that's broken out in the past couple years 
And I had the opportunity of playing, I played a few rounds with her in Nashville before she blew up and her voice has always been undeniable. Um, I was secretly a fan of hers before she even like became super big and she wouldn't even know that. But I had the opportunity of opening up for her at a place called the Stockyard in Tampa. And it was really cool to play um, with her and just kind of, I was like geeking out my own fangirl self <laughs> watching her play. So I'm gonna play, her, play you one of my favorite songs of hers. It's called Hide the Wine. You were back in town. It's been a hot minute since me and you were hanging out. Yeah, we had a crazy kind of chemistry. Where you get burned, don't burn, don't care, just reach for another match of gasoline. Oh, knock, knock, here you coming, knocking on my door. Gonna have to wait on the porch. Better hide the wine. And get it going. Oh, I better hide every one of the records I turn on. Turn up the lights and kill the mood. Oh, this baby, I just can't trust myself with you. No, I better hide the wine. I know you, I better get rid of all the two buck chuck and the high dollar good stuff too. Speedy, if I don't, you know it will do, yeah. Yeah, with one sip, one tip, we'll be sitting on the couch, you'll be kicking off your shoes, yeah. Well, knock, knock, here coming, knocking on my door, but you're gonna have to wait on the porch. Better hide the wine. And get it going. Oh, I better hide every one of their records that turn me on. Turn up the lights and kill the mood. Oh, baby, I just can't trust myself with you. No, I better hide the wine.
<laughs> Makes me want to drink wine now. We're all at home. It's okay. It's safe to drink at home. Which this is water, by the way, if anyone's judging me. Um, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? All right, so I'm going to play you my last uh, single that I just released. And this one's called Better on a Beach. It'll also be on the EP. And it's another music video if you need some beach therapy. This one will definitely get you ready for a beach trip with some friends. Because luckily I got my, I convinced my boyfriend and a bunch of my girlfriends to be in the video. Gave them margaritas, gave them some tequila, and they were happy about it. <laughs> so go check it out. It's on YouTube. And uh, yeah, if you have Spotify also, it's almost at 100,000 streams. Um, so please go stream it and yeah, that's it's fun. an awesome music video. I must add. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's fun, right? Yep. It was, it's even more fun for me personally when I can involve my friends in it and mm -hmm. it was, I got to spend a day with them to just drink with friends on the beach. So absolutely, it's a, it's a cool memory, but anyway, better on the beach. I hope you guys like it. Better without you, yeah. Gonna put my rose colored 
sunglasses on Gonna put a little bit of coke in my rum Oh yeah, and hey, your Florida's been calling my name Hope you don't mind if I stay Cause I got the blue sky to blame It could be the puke, could be the booze Could be the way that sun's getting on you Maybe it's the weather, I'm getting better, better on the beach. Play another one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm, All right, I'm going to do another little cover song. This one's stuck in my head ever since I said James Taylor. This one goes out to my dad. He loves some James Taylor. <laughs> so I hope you guys like this one too.
better for me that I was for myself. For me, is you ain't nobody else. I want to stop. Thank you, baby. I just want to stop. Thank you, baby. How sweet it is to be loved by you, yeah. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Awesome. I always feel really guilty about that song because the first time I ever heard it was in when they were doing a cover of it in American Pie. Oh my gosh, in American Pie. Yeah, and That's so scary. it's like I hate I beat it. Put that together. What's that? I said I didn't even like put that together. That's so funny. Yeah, I was just like, dang it! Now I have to like when I, I heard that. when I finally heard the original version, I was like. Am I really going to be that guy that heard the song on American Pie? American Pie first. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, so funny. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I've never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's an amazing cover. I really enjoyed that. Uh, so how's uh, everything kind of treating you down in Tampa is with all the craziness going on right now? And um, You know, it's definitely – it's weird not being able to play. Like, I, I usually play three to – four gigs a week, um, wherever. And then I was supposed to play a festival today. It's called Chasco Fiesta. Mm -hmm. And I was going to play with John Michael Montgomery, which I'm so sad about because I was so excited to meet him and, um, play with him and they had to cancel the show, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I try to stay positive. You, it's so easy to spiral when you're in some of these situations of mm -hmm. nothing feels like it's going your way. And so I'm trying to focus for me at writing more by myself. And, um, I also get therapy through like exercising and going outside, like nature is mm -hmm. kind of my thing. And luckily we're very lucky in Florida that the weather's really nice mm -hmm. here. So, um, and I feel almost super lucky that we have like the water like I almost I get like nervous to like say it because I know some people don't even have um like the ocean or the water next to them so I feel so lucky to that's kind of my therapy is to we can we can't go to the public beaches but if you have like a paddleboard or hmm. a small boat you're allowed to go on it really so, yeah. anyway I feel very blessed but you have to wherever you are and yeah. whatever circumstance you're in, like you have to just focus on the positive and Absolutely. whatever that means for you, you know? Um, so yeah. those are my things for me. Cause I know my parents are currently uh, living in the keys right now and they're. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's bad, but at least you're in like paradise. You yeah. Know? Yeah. They like, they were telling me they ran home 
Thursday to go make sure the dog got its haircut and all that stuff. Oh. <laughs> um, because Friday morning they barricaded the entrance to the That's keys. Nice to let no one in. Yep. Right. Yeah. I know that is the one thing, like there's a lot of people were like flying down from uh, up north down here and we're locals. We weren't the ones really going to the beaches. Like mm-hmm. we're like, it's there all the time. So we take yeah. it for granted mostly. Yeah. We're like, no, no one else can come here. Like we're barely getting to enjoy it ourselves. So anyway, it is kind of a crazy, crazy time right now. Yeah. And you're obviously doing like the live streaming and stuff. You've been very yeah. active. And- no, definitely. And I think every artist should be really focusing on that because I didn't even realize it, but there's a lot of you know, my fans or followers that don't get to see me at my live performances. So mm. it's been kind of neat to connect with them. I only did them like once in a while. And now I'm like forced to do it mm. with virtual tip jars now. And it's been kind of cool to build that a whole new connection with some of my fans that I don't get to see all the time in person. Mm. So I encourage, you know, if any artist is listening that you really need to use that to your advantage and connect with people through luckily we do have technology Mm -hmm. and um, find ways to connect with your fans then because now more than ever is when you really need everyone's support to you know just even share your music you know yep Yep. and I I just kind of want to remind everybody if you you're liking what you're hearing make sure you leave a tip virtual tip it's in it's in the uh, YouTube chat, and then uh, Aubrey's also posted it on her Facebook page, and we posted it on our Facebook page, so it's Which everywhere. The open guitar case. Yep. yep. <laughs> by the beach, and you're casually walking by. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, one cool thing about uh, Zoom here is, and I thought about doing it, is you could put in a virtual background. Oh, okay. I did see that option. Yeah. I was tempted, but I didn't have enough time to yeah. focus on it, that. That's like, pretty I mean, cool. And I mean, like their auto ones are okay, but it's like the Golden Gate Bridge and like That's a couple of sky pictures. So it's, it's interesting. Um, somebody else use that. They ha- Do they have like an aquarium one or something? Or like- yeah, probably. probably. Um, so yeah, uh, once like we're going to have you a couple, play a couple more songs before cool. we kind of wrap it up. But I, I just want to take this minute. Uh, thank you for giving me the time. Really appreciate it. Been a big yeah, fan since been a big fan since I uh, uh, was introduced to you when I was living in Tallahassee. I was only there for two years, but, that's you know. That's so cool. What yeah. a small world. Like, that's why I love technology. Like, you you just never know, like, music and arts and even, you know, in podcasting. Like, you mm-hmm. can connect with people from all over, and it's, it's really cool to be able to do that without, like, leaving your home because we mm-hmm. can't really right now. <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely. But that's awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. Awesome. And I will mute my mic again. So it's all you. Good. I'll play a couple more songs. All right. So I'm really excited about this new music. So if it's okay, I'm going to play another song. I hope you guys aren't getting tired of the beach kind of all I know so (laughs) I hope hopefully no one can ever get sick of the beach right this one's called beach vibes and it'll be my single being released um May 1st so I didn't play this one all right already did I I don't think I did did I you did I did 
Yeah, I think oh so. I'm having, I've done so many of these like virtual things. Cause is, this is the one with the music video, right? No, okay. No, no, so okay, nope, you didn't. Okay, good. Sorry, I had a little deja vu. I need another cup of coffee probably. <laughs> All right, so this one's called Beach Vibes and it's out May 1st, so I'm excited. Hopefully this song will be out just in time for everyone to get back to the beach too. First day off takes long months. Got a front row seat in a day with the sun. Grooving to the music, it's so damn therapeutic. And my boss starts ringing me, just won't let me be. I just want to wake up to the sunshine and blue skies in. Drinking margarita, they pack me my fella underneath this big umbrella. Stand out of sight, out of my eyes, ain't nobody gonna kill my beach vibes. Well, the tide is rolling in, I'm toning out, and I'm picking out funny shapes up in the clouds. Nothing can beat this view, in this peaceful time with you, and the crowd's rolling, taking every inch of sand, oh man. But I got the sun shining blue skies in, drinking a margarita, lay back with my fella, underneath this big umbrella, stand out of sight, out of my eye, ain't nobody gonna kill my beach vibes. Also, if anybody is looking to support in a different way, there's also a bunch of merch on my store. Now, let me show you. Wait, I've got one thing. 
that I can show you that I can see right now I've been looking at. I've got stickers, koozies, everybody needs a koozie. And then check out these sweet hats. They're super cool. That has my logo, the wave. I've got t-shirts and stuff, but anyway, want to share that. Ooh, yeah. So what do I got? Probably two, two more. What do you think? Uh, yeah, you could probably go two more. Okay. Yep. All right. All right, I hope everyone is having a good Saturday. I'm going to play you another older song of mine that I wrote um, during when I lived in Nashville and realized Florida girl cannot hang in the wintertime up in Nashville. And you're a true Floridian. It gets cold up there for you. I know all my northerner friends are making fun of me, but it's too cold for a Florida girl. So I wrote this song when I really wanted to go home and um, the water is wherever the water is like that's where I, I feel like my roots are. And so I kind of wrote this song inspired by that and it's called Run in the Water. missing from how life's going same old problem same old boy dreaming about my own holiday a chance to stop change of pace these street lights never die out keeping me sleepless weighing me down it's pushing improving making me sure so what I kind of good So I run into the water where my soul is free The time takes worries away from me The waves roll in, my hair falls down Sing whoa, whoa, whoa Back to a place of a sweet escape A quiet little beach down on the bay Sun is hot, the breeze is cool. Whoa, I run to the water. Rolling, 
Awesome song. All right. So I got one little short one. Okay. Play that I think is very fitting. And I like to end my shows on this song to hopefully boost everyone's mood. And uh, yeah, I think everyone kind of knows this one too. So every little thing is going to be all right. We got to stick together. Bye. 
sweet songs, the melodies pure and true. Singing, this is my message to you. Yeah, singing no way about a thing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us the time and uh, to sit down and play for us. I really enjoy it. I know you mentioned on your live stream yesterday that you have another virtual festival you're doing tonight, correct? Yeah. So I'm going to hop on in honor of the John Michael Montgomery Festival. I'm going to play a couple songs of his and some of mine too. Awesome. Awesome. So that sounds like it'll be a grand old time and I'm working really hard. So I'm glad to see musicians are still working to do what they love, especially in these hard times. I uh, hope you guys really enjoyed that jam session. Um, it was awesome getting to, like, because literally when I say that a lot of these times, these first interviews or sessions are the literally the first time I'm meeting a lot of these artists face-to-face, -face, this was literally probably even the first conversation we had other than, hey, the initial other than hey the initial introduction you know we never really had a real in-depth conversation until this moment and then we've kind of kept in touch and so thankfully she'll be coming on the live cast on monday i believe it is and we will be rolling from there it's going to be a busy week of live cast uh so i hope you guys are able to tune in and kind of be ready for you know uh, some great musicians coming on the live cast. We've also started recently doing music reviews. So if you've got a new single coming out, a new album, new music video, make sure you hit us up and we will try and get it into our review system. Or if you want a guaranteed review, hit us up. We've got a couple of options there for a guaranteed review. Obviously, if you submit it to us, as a uh, as like a presser type situation we can't guarantee that we'll actually review it just because all the submissions we get on a daily basis but if you want a guaranteed review just put that in like the the when you go to our website live and amplified.net and you uh hit the contact us you'll hit bring up a form just in like the subject or whatever say i want a guaranteed single review or whatever and we'll we'll put that into motion and we will uh get you in contact with our blog editor and she will alicia will take care of you but yeah it's been a it's been a really busy week we're starting some really cool stuff like we're we're still doing the podcasting we're really ramping up the live castathon not the live castathon the live cast podcast with the uh, launch of our new website We've made it super simple for y'all to uh, submit a request to be on the podcast. You know, 
we got a calendar, you pick your day, you pick your time, and then we just kind of go through a little quick approval process, and you know, bingo, bango, you're on the live cast. You know, we made it super simple. I was getting tired of trying to figure out what my schedule is, so luckily on the back end of our website, we had the ability to pre-program what my schedule is, because luckily my nine to five work schedule stays pretty consistently the same, so I was able to make the uh, scheduling really easy, and now you just kind of come in, claim your spot, first come, first serve. If we approve it, you're good. If we don't approve it for whatever reason, you know, then we'll we'll kind of figure out what we got to do to get it approved or what we need to see differently because obviously if you come in and you don't have anything recorded, you don't have any presence, you know, you're just literally starting out, we may want to uh, talk it out and see what we can do to help you grow your following before we bring you onto the podcast. Because if you don't have anything to promote, you know, it makes it kind of hard. But that's all here and there and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So if you, uh, if you are out there listening and you're in a band or if you are a fan of music and you want to some suggestions on music to be listening to, Come to liveandamplified.net and we we've got it all covered, man. We got your uh, we got your reviews, we got your videos, we got your podcast. You know, we got everything in swimwear. But I, I don't want to ramble on too much. I, I've been doing enough of that lately. So um, next up, like the in the weeks past, this isn't a true fan feedback segment. Um, this is a interview I did last night or Tuesday night, depending on when you're uh, listening to this. I think it was m- Sunday or Monday I was reached out to by this band asking if they could be on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, as so I sent them the link, they picked out a day. And they kept saying that there was a a story that they wanted to talk about and make sure that they had the opportunity to talk about, which was a the um, passing of their drummer in the band. I won't give away like all the details of what happened, but it was a really awesome conversation. It was really chill. We got really serious for a little bit. You know, I, I think it's definitely an interview that y'all would love to hear. Um, but I'm not going to beat around the bush any longer. Uh, I hope y'all enjoy it. Uh, this is our, what was going to be a live cast interview, but I kind of figured it would go good on the jam session because they just released an album, all the fun stuff. We talk about that, their creative process, their drummer, you know, and we kind of run through the entire gamut. Um, here is our interview with Coming Home, the band. Uh, I hope you all enjoy it, and uh, I will talk to you guys here in a bit. Um, so let's go ahead and start from the beginning. What got each of you started in music? Do you want to go first? Uh, well, I always wanted to be a singer. Like, you can ask my dad. I was saying it as soon as I could speak that that's what I was going to be when I grew up. Um, but I didn't do it for a long time because uh, I thought I sucked and s- the people told me that I sucked. So I didn't start singing until I started writing with him like five years ago now, I think. Five, six ish. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's been a, every, like since then, it's been 
everything, but yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I was into music at a pretty young age. I, I went to a private school and they didn't have shop class and stuff like that or sports much. So uh, my mom forced me to take piano lessons for four years, totally against my will. Um, I'm glad I did now. And then played trumpet. Like I played, I just like dabbled and, you know, um, I didn't really pick up a guitar until I was like uh, 21 and I just kind of taught myself and uh, I liked it because uh, it was something I could control and just kind of do my own way and um, been going hard at that for yeah ever since so nice and so then how did y'all kind of form the band were you together before you started playing together or did you how did that kind of come to how did the band come well when i met tony he was playing the guitar and i thought it was the coolest thing ever and i kept being like no no no." um at that point i was doing mostly visual art and trying to convince myself that was what i really wanted to do um all the while knowing it wasn't and i'd be like no but more than anything i just want to sing and so we would try to work together and it would be terrible. And so like throughout our relationship, um, we have these periods of where we try to write together or we try to play together and we'd battle and I would be too sensitive or he would have, you know, try to force points that I wasn't willing to for like go with. And it took years. And then one day after we were married, after we had, we have a daughter, after we had our daughter, um, I came to him with a vocal uh, song that was just vocals called Meant to Be. And I gave it to Tony and was like, can you write guitar? And that was like the first time we worked well together. And since then, it's there's times where it's challenging, but mostly it's just now it is what it is and what it's, I think, supposed to have been this whole time. But it was it was rough for a while. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely don't battle as much, but I don't know. Sometimes a little friction will, will bring out something awesome. We we fought and then write a, wrote a good song or two, so I guess it all kind of it works, or whatever. But it did take us a long time to figure out kind of how to do it, and that's a, that it's what we wanted. Yeah. And um, well, we've been together for thirteen years and only been writing for maybe six so that tells you a lot that's a lot of battles before (laughs) oh yeah um and you guys are currently based out of tampa but you're not from tampa because i believe tony when you messaged me i saw you were from or your number was from washington i believe yeah we we both were born and raised in spokane washington and um just as more backstory we uh we met each other, we got married, and we bought the house with the white picket fence, and I had a job busting my balls 60, 70 hours a week. In and, Spokane, um, Washington. Yeah, in Spokane. And then um, we had our daughter, and we kind of started, I don't know, she was like the catalyst. We started kind of thinking like, man, this whole American dream thing is good and fine, but we're like, we're not really following our dreams or pursuing anything that we're passionate about. And so we kind of started putting our heads together Ambie was like hey we should just live in an rv and i was like you're crazy like there's no way we can do that and 
She talked me like, into it. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> and so, and so, so we shall. <laughs> yeah. Well, she showed me some examples and I was like, Hey, you know what? Like this ain't too bad. So, uh, we sold everything we own. Um, have enough money to buy a uh, truck and a camper and we hauled down to Florida cause I, we have some family down here and we stay on their land and, um, just start a band. And we, when we landed here, we didn't know anything about anything. It was just, uh, we were totally running out of blind. We'd never booked a show. We'd played like four open mics before. And, yeah. Um, so we've been, I mean, more or less busting our ass for the last about four years, just trying to figure it out and make it happen. And, um, yeah, here we are. So nice. And, uh, who would you say some of your uh, musical influences are? Oh, I listen to a lot of everything. Like my first, like um, when I could first pick my own music, I really listened to a lot of like TLC and Mariah Carey kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then like progressively it became heavier. Like then I got the Cranberries and then I got Metallica and then I got, you know, Rob Zombie and Slipknot. And um, when I met him was when it got the heaviest because he's kind of a metalhead at heart. And so I'll listen to anything from like Chase, Tracy Chapman to uh, um, Chimera or Lamb of God, you know, it just has to feel right. Mm. She has way more broad taste than I do, which is awesome. Um, I was raised very conservative Christian. So the first part of my life was all him, him knolls and nothing. Uh, they called it non-secular or secular. I don't know. Mm-hmm. anyway my dad started slipping me records and was like hey don't tell your mom and um started listening to little eagles some hendrix um stevie ray vaughn's the reason i ever picked up a guitar and then later in my youth and angst and rage and depression and anxiety i turned to metal and i just went all in on that and i actually tried really hard to be a metal player and i just couldn't figure it out i i, I don't know i think my heart kind of lies with the Texas blues thing like Stevie Ray and ZZ Top and shit like that. Mm. But it definitely rubbed off on me, kind of how I play now. So, yeah. I think he gets a lot of the interesting rhythms that he does because of the influence of metal and kind of pushing it into, like, bluesy rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. And what's kind of your creative process when you sit down to write music who's mainly writing is somebody specifically writing lyrics or is it a more collaborative effort what's that kind of process for you I almost always write lyrics unless it's a song Tony writes independently Mm -hmm. um so all the songs where I'm singing it's my words but when we write together it can happen a bunch of different ways um more often than not recently Tony plays something on the guitar or he has a series of riffs that kind of connect. And then we just start playing with that and just kind of see what happens. And if we like it, we keep it. She has about a hundred of these kind of notebooks full of words. She's a poet as well. So like sometimes she'll write right in the moment. Other times it'll be something that's already on page. And recently though, like, like she started playing bass in our band when we started because we couldn't find a bass player we liked mm-hmm. and so yeah, she like just three years in on the bass <laughs> yeah so she just like literally taught herself how to play a bass which blows my mind but recently our songwriting as far as like um the music goes has been more collaborative because now that she knows an instrument she has like more input 
whereas before it was just her writing vocals and and then me just kind of arranging the songs and writing the music but now we're kind of teaming up a little bit on it which at first was abrupt because I, I was like no that's what I do and then you know we fought and wrote a couple songs we're like oh, okay cool we got it now so anyway yeah. I wrote a big old stoner riff which won him over though she nice. did <laughs> that, that was what I was like all right we're good so, yeah nice. you can do that <laughs> that's awesome um yeah. I wasn't sure how to exactly bring this part up but I think I'm you normally or there your band is a was a trio yes but you just recently yeah. lost your drummer yeah and i know this was something that you specifically wanted to talk about so yeah um kind of how did he get involved in the van band originally and then like kind of what happened you know I, i'll kind of let you kind of navigate how you want okay. to tell that whole story um I think it, I would like people to know like how I met my, my first experience with Jason. Mm -hmm. uh, we played a place called Pegasus Lounge in Tampa and we had been playing with a different drummer and Jason came running up to me, gushing all over me about my voice and all that. And then um, he, he was picking me, trying to pick me up. He didn't understand that Tony was my husband. He was hitting on me. And so I'm like, that big guy over there that's my husband and he was literally like oh well that's nice and turned and walked away like instantly <laughs> and I thought it was funny I'm like you know and I just I, I giggled about it later well and then like a couple weeks later we had lost that drummer we played the show with mm -hmm. and uh, a friend of ours band had had uh, had me and Tony on their show last minute as an acoustic duo and he freaked out when he saw that we didn't have a drummer mm -hmm. and um he ran up to his friend who was like a mutual friend and mm -hmm. he's like why don't they have a drummer and he's like well they're looking for a drummer he's like i'm a drummer <laughs> and he came up to us and he attached himself to us that whole night and like was buying us drinks and just telling us how he's gonna be our drummer and we're like yeah buddy okay you know well we'd we'd already <laughs> gone through four yeah yeah we gone through four drummers our luck we're like the spinal tap of like going through drummers mm -hmm. and so we've been an acoustic band anytime we'd lose a drummer we'd just go acoustic so we can keep going keep moving and we just burn them out or they weren't the right fit or whatever and um we had just almost literally like we'd been an acoustic band for almost a year and mm -hmm. we were like you know what I guess this is it. I guess we're just going to do the acoustic thing. And that was like two days later we met Jason and um, he was so up in our business from that night on, like, and ever since we talked to him at least every other day, once we were playing music together is every single day. And I don't know how somebody can come into a band and gel personality wise so well. Uh, we have our daughter that's, you know, a huge part of our band she was with us at every practice pretty much every show that'll allow her in mm -hmm. and he's great with her like he'd, he'd walk in and he'd just be like rogalites and he's all excited and uh but then the playing he just knew what needed to be done and he was so talented he uh sorry am i cutting you off yeah. he um took a break from music for a long time. I guess he started on drums when he was very young and he just kind of had a knack for it. I guess the first time he 
sat down to a drumstick, he just slammed into when the levee breaks and everybody was like, holy shit. Well, anyway, um, he had a daughter and he kind of had to go up in New York where he was from and raise his daughter and stuff. And so he just put that down to focus on that. God love him. But um, then he came back down to Tampa and he hadn't really played for like 18, 19 years. And I mean, even the first time we played with him, he was rusty. And I was like, Jesus, this guy's a monster, dude. Like he, he loved Led Zeppelin, John Bonham, Neil Peart, like all that. And um, he was so unbelievably talented. And um, he just, yeah, like she said, he knew what to do. Every drummer we'd bring in at some point or another, they'd kind of change our band. Cause like that kind of happens, but it really felt like he was the the right thing. He was adding to kind of what we were already he, doing. Like elevated what the natural state of the song was wanting to be, which was right. really cool. And like he was older, so he's he was fifty one. 50 when he first got in the band mm -hmm. and we were like i don't know man like is he gonna be able to keep up and man that guy was a ball of energy he Dude. just went he would he was working like 50 to 60 hours a week and driving from tampa to where we live uh, in winter haven it's mm -hmm. an hour drive uh sometimes two hours in rush hour yep. at least twice a week sometimes three days a week just to do practice and then gigging all weekend mm -hmm. and just and no complaining just you know on the top of the world it, it like blew me away he made all those young bucks look like little bitches man he just <laughs> he, like we had drummers half his age and he he smoked them man in every way so yeah wow. but um last august we, we were like together for six months playing and we decided we were gonna go to a friend of his studio uh billy and Greg at Audibility Records and record our first studio album. Mm -hmm. So before this, we had like a live album we had re recorded on air on a radio station in Tampa, 88.5. And that's a mosquito in my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we went in there and we recorded this album and it was probably the thing that brought us closer together than anything. Because we were there the whole time. Once his drums were done, he stayed for guitars and bass and vocals and, you know, the guest spots. And, um, yeah, so we made that album and it's been, it took a long time to get it out. It was scheduled to drop on the 21st, which was Tuesday. And uh, on Saturday, um, Jason died in a car wreck mm -hmm. and it was really unexpected and uh it's really hard um i'm trying to keep it light but mm. it really has been really hard um and by the time we found out on sunday early in the day um by the time i f could even understand what was going on because it rocked my world so much it was too late to cancel the release mm -hmm. and so we just had to send it and we've now like our greatest focus is to try to get as many people to push play for Jason so they could hear him at his best and doing the thing he loved the most. Cause you know, it's what we have. Yeah. I don't know what other way to honor him by. Right. So we're, that that's the, the mission at this point. Um, we're not playing live, you know, COVID-19 took away our ability to actually have a CD release. I couldn't do it right now anyways. Yeah. There's no way, but, um, Anyway, that, that what we have now is uh, as independent musicians 
trying to find ways to get this in front of as many people as we can. So I want to thank you for, for letting us spread this as broad as we possibly can. So um, here's the album actually right here. It's uh, it's called All In. And um, yeah, this is, this is what we made. And um, what Jason was so proud of. And uh, I just, I want people to hear his passion and talent and it's, it's not hard to, I mean, first track in, you're going to hear what a powerhouse <laughs> that dude was. And um, again, shout out to Audibility Recording in Tampa. They were um, good friends of Jason. And had we, you know, we never would have gone there unless we met Jason. And they're two of the nicest dudes we'd met. And they worked very hard on this album. And um, I'm really proud of how well produced it is. It's not, we, and that's another thing that was awesome about Jason. When we told him, that we have an aversion to overprocessed, uh, like things like auto tune or beat detection. Like we want it to be raw and organic for us. Like whatever anybody else wants to do, that's beautiful. It's your art. You do what you want. But for us, we didn't want to. And he was on. He was in alignment with that a thousand percent. So this record, I think, really just sounds like us in a room, captured really well. Yep. And so yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's. Our debut album right now we're just trying to get people to push play it's gone pretty well i mean i'm really grateful uh he had spent the last however long telling everybody he knows about this album coming and we had, like his family has been supportive they've been pushing the album because mm -hmm. like without them their blessing i we couldn't even be doing this mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i do yeah um... so before we uh, where before we jump into the album and start talking about it specifically, um, where can everybody go check it out? Is it on Spotify? You know, like all that stuff. Yeah, it's on all streaming platforms. I have a link tree on our website um, mm -hmm. that'll get you to all of them. It's comingthometheband.com slash all in for jason i'll put it in the chat right now okay it um yeah thank you tony uh and it'll get you to spotify amazon apple youtube wherever you want it, iheart yeah. whatever yeah. and then and you we have are... physicals and stuff yeah that's what i was just gonna ask if you had physical oh. copies and all that stuff yeah. actually i'll put a link i'll put two links i'll put a link to uh the link tree that you can navigate to whatever site. And then I'll also put a link to our merch store where you can actually buy physical CDs and shirts and stuff. Okay. Link awesome. in that link. Perfect. Hey, have you guys thought about experimenting with vinyl at all, or is it just physically CDs? I would like to, I, I know you have to order quite a few and I'm not sure how many of the people that follow us right now would be interested in something like that. So I, I'm hesitant just because of that. Mm -hmm. If I knew there was a demand, I would love to, I think that would be the coolest thing. Yeah. Even and if I could just have it hanging on the wall. <laughs> yeah. And you'd actually have to take it back. It, it's not cheap to press vinyl. Yeah. Like, right. because not only is it expensive to press, it's also has to be mixed differently. So you'd have to go back to the studio and have them mix it differently. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like just because of the sound quality and all that stuff. So it's got to be mixed differently. Um, Weird. But I, I'm a big 
I, I'm starting to build my own vinyl collection. So I, I, that's one of the questions I always ask if anything is available on vinyl. So, um, I hope so at some point, but there's, there's actually a, there's a, a place we play down in Cape Coral called Ollie's and they're, uh, it's a music venue and a record shop. And oh, wow. probably one of the coolest places we play, man. So yeah, I'm glad vinyl's coming back. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I enjoy going to the thrift shop and finding the uh, original pressings of whatever you can find and Heck yeah. you know, all the, that fun stuff. Um, unfortunately, it's a lot of Barbara Streisand, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like every once in a while I went to, uh, I found a very scratched vinyl of Rage Against the Machine. Like I went in there and I looked and it was oh, like, oh, oh hell oh, yeah. Like, Which album? I think it was, I don't even remember now. It was like four years ago. So it was, nice. I didn't buy it because it was just like, I can't listen to it. Like other yeah. than just having it, you know. Um, <laughs> but so what was the process coming into the album? Did you have a bunch of songs already written? Did you write specifically for the album? What was that kind of process like? Um, well, since we had, okay, we'd been a band for like almost three or three years-ish, right? Almost three years when we got Jason um, and had gone through a series of drummers. So we spent the whole time of us being a band wanting to record an album, but like having to keep mulling over songs again and again, because that's what we had there for them in audio files to learn. And so... This was uh, meant to be the full band bookend to all the songs we have writ written previously to going into the studio. So, and I still intend to keep to that. Um, we have this one for the full band. We have an acoustic album that we're doing. And then after that, uh, or that we already recorded, um, and is it being mixed and mastered? After those, all the songs before that were either selling or forgetting. <laughs> you know yeah. so that we can move forward musically because it's having to trace the same lines over and over again you know you want to you want to show that you're growing mm -hmm. you can't really do that in the old box yeah understood so and uh you'd mentioned that this was your was it your first time to what well, was your first time together going into the studio but had either of you individually been in the studio or Tony? No. Not in an actual studio. No, I, for like 10 years, I never played out or anything, but I just sat in my mom's basement every day with like a, I started with an eight track and I got a 24 track and I just sit there and I would just record riffs to a drum machine and like, it's all I really knew how to do. And then, um, but yeah, we didn't have any projects before this. This is, the only thing we've ever done or know so and did you have any but or what how did you guys kind of prepare since you hadn't ever been into a let's say a legit studio before how do, were you guys nervous going in or did you have somebody that was kind of giving feeding you advice how to act i think we were fortunate because jason was such good friends with the studio like right before Sorry, I got a cat sticking his butt in the frame. Go. <laughs> um, 
before Jason got in the band, he was playing music with Billy and Greg and recording in their studio. So we kind of knew what to expect through him. And uh, Jason was kind of the guiding light, so to speak, through the the whole process. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. We had the intent to self-record because we still had his 24 track and he knows how to do it and all that stuff. And uh, Jason, I have to say, was the first drummer who ever made me and him change our mind on how we were going to do things. We can be stubborn sometimes. Really, we can be really stubborn. Yeah, mostly yeah. in preparing for it, though. Like, like actually, the first place we jammed with Jason was at this studio. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. Like, we saw how awesome this. I mean, you should see this studio. It's got twenty foot vaulted ceilings, and it's just it's got lights and just a great place to uh to play music or whatever but um i knew that going into recording we were going to need to be really tight and we would want to be really well prepared and so the major thing that i think helped us out the most is we started playing two metronome as a band Mm. and um ambi and i had done that a little bit before um i'm not sure jason had and it was really challenging at first but jay you know, saw the challenge and was like, screw it, we got to do this. And he would still tell you to this day, that's the best move we ever made. We pretty much played to a metronome for a couple couple months and that really got us tight. And and ever since then, it was, we kind of loosely, it was, if there was only two practices that week, the first one was with the metronome, the second one was without to make sure we can do it without it. Right. So... That was probably the best thing we did preparing. I was nervous as all shit, like, because I'm so sensitive, and I was afraid, like, I don't know, that once I got my face into a mic, I'd realize that I'm actually, like, not good at all, and I have no business singing. Um, Fortunately, that wasn't the case, (laughs) and Billy was so good with me. He was on the mic, talking in my ear the whole time, making me laugh, and it was really a wonderful experience. Had you guys, so you guys, uh, the you guys recorded each track individually, correct? That that's kind of how you did it, or? Well, what we did is we made, uh, uh, we wanted to, the original thing, like I really wanted to like record the whole band together, mm-hmm. and Audibility has the capability of doing that, but we realized that like we hadn't been together long enough. You know, we'd only been together about six months. So what we wanted to do, the goal of the album was to try to make it sound as much like that as we can and mm-hmm. still be that genuine, you know, yeah. try to capture that, um, I don't know the word, that energy, Energy, sure. <laughs> so what we did is Ambi and I sat down and we did all our scratch tracks together. She sang and played bass and I played guitar to a metronome. Mm-hmm. Then Jason played to that and then we did guitars, bass, and then vocals at the end. Okay. So it was definitely each person did their part, but we still tried our hardest to kind of capture you know we we did a lot of stuff in the studio with uh room mics and we wanted a really genuine sound you know you you i don't know you've probably seen a band out there where you listen to a studio album and it's like oh man it's fantastic then you see them live and you're like what the hell is this like mm-hmm. we wanted it to be do what you see what you hear is what you get man you know and so even right down to like we only used one guitar track and um we did double guitars uh he doesn't have a backing track when he goes to solo, so it's yeah. like my job to fill out the sound and the studio help like 
exaggerate the bass in a way that makes that not drop out and feel weird. Well, and that's why Audibility was so great because that's a tall order when you're like, hey, we're a power trio, we're not doing rhythm tracks. <laughs> We're not doing, you know, doubling up on guitars, and they got to make it sound huge. Also, no, don't edit us either. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> want any editing. There's no auto tune, and it was just kind of like, I mean, they they did a fantastic job. They they really put a lot of care into their work, and they respect the artist's vision, which is amazing. It, it's really incredible that they do that. Um, so, yeah. No, to go back to one of your points about uh, bands sounding completely different on their album compared to live, I've seen it countless times. But then again, there's also the ba those bands where, not saying that this is a good thing either, where they sound exactly like their recordings. Right. Because you know, maybe their recordings don't sound that good and you sound exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, my absolute favorite is when somebody sends me an album and I think the they just sound terrible in the studio, but then I go see them live and they sound amazing. And it's like, you need to be, don't ever record again or don't go to this studio because they didn't, right. didn't capture you right. Yeah. But be playing live shows because you sound amazing live. So. Well, I think our goal was we want the album to be the best that it could be, but we always want the live show just to be a little bit better, mm -hmm. you know, so that, and I think, because most of my words are rooted in like pain and whatever, as most songs are, um, and the intent behind it is healing, ideally. Um, I think the energy helps being in the room; it amplifies it. Yeah, I think. I no matter what, I think we're we're just a live band. That's just kind of what we are. I, I don't. <laughs> can, not right I now. I mean, not right now. Yeah. When we were, you know, when we were, and like. The studio's fun, recording's fun, writing's fun, but there is nothing like playing on a stage, man. Especially when you have the chemistry like we did with Jason. I mean, we were all on the same page, on the same level. Like we just, uh, when it works, it works. And like, you know, I, I say it all the time, either the band's got it or it doesn't. Mm. And you can just, you just can tell when you see them live, like, holy shit, there it is. And yeah. um, we finally had that. Um, it was only a short time, but it's... Uh, I got. I won't settle for anything less because it it just made all the difference in the world. And our band was more successful than it had ever been when Jason joined because you could just tell that we were firing on all cylinders. Man, it was just working. So nice. Um, and before we kind of uh, continue going on, I just wanted to let anybody in the comments or who's watching right now know if you have any questions, feel free to ask. Uh, there, we'll probably get to a point towards the end of the interview where we'll kind of jump through the comments and see if anybody's got any questions. So feel free to ask any questions and we will see if we can get them answered for you. Um, so you guys are based out of Tampa and is that primarily where, when you are playing live? Obviously nobody's playing right now, period. Yeah. Um, when you are playing live, do you primarily stay in the Tampa area or do you go out we go all over the place. Um, we play Tampa the most, uh, but we've we play we've played all over uh, Florida. Not all all over, but quite. We've covered a, quite a bit of ground. Um, right now, actually, we were supposed to be on tour to Texas. In Texas, actually, yeah. For our album release tour, um, obviously that's canceled for multiple reasons now. Um, 
and like we've done like different weekenders up north north carolina south mm -hmm. carolina you know georgia the farthest we got was kentucky we did a acoustic tour from here to kentucky and back but uh, we have had scheduled, I don't know what the future says about it now. Mm -hmm. um, in August, we're supposed to go on a huge uh, month-long cross-country tour back up to Spokane, Washington, where we were from. We are going to hit Seattle and Oregon, mm -hmm. California, Midwest. the Midwest on the way up there, and then, you know, cut down and back as fast as we can. Yeah. That's a lot of, to do in a month, but... Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. It's probably not, at least not as a full band. I mean, maybe we can retool it for just me and Tone because I really want to be on the road. Mm -hmm. It's like my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. Yeah. We do. We like to tour. It's like the whole goal. Like we still live in an RV. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, <laughs> we're poised. We're ready to do it. Yeah. So. The goal, like our dream has always been, and I think it will always be, even if, if we get there is I want to be touring more than I'm not. I want to live on the road. I want to see what's out there. I want to play music for people. That's, that's what I want more than anything. Nice. And so. Nice. And um, you, you're supposed, you're obviously supposed to be on the road right now. And you said in Texas, we're about in Texas. Uh, we were, we had like three stops in Texas. It was um, Austin yeah dallas and there's some other weird one yeah and um, i don't remember right now austin Dallas. Yeah. okay that would make sense was it would you have been going north or south like uh i think it was san jose no not san jose san, or uh, san, san angelo san antonio san, san antonio yeah. that's it okay. yeah yeah that's cool so we act Last yesterday we would have been in um, Mississippi, and okay. then we would have been driving towards Texas right now for the weekend. But a weekend in Texas that didn't happen. Can't, can't go wrong with a weekend in Texas. Yeah, yeah man. Um, but so, I, well, first thing I want to ask is how are you guys holding up with? everything that's happened and then on top of that with the COVID-19 are you guys holding up all right or like because you know, yeah yeah well I I gotta tell you um I, I we're doing better than we thought we would okay. uh the corona thing happened and that was okay we really um as a band I was proud of us because we pivoted mm -hmm. um we invested a lot of money to get a high quality sound for our live streams. Mm -hmm. And we actually did um, a couple of those. Um, luckily we were all in circumstances to where we could still get together and jam three days a week. Mm -hmm. um, Jason was working remotely and me and I were like essentially quarantined together mm -hmm. so we could still be a band and thank God for that. Cause if that wouldn't happen, uh, I don't know. But anyway, we were able to really come closer as a band um and We've jason been working on new songs but <laughs> yeah we had we had the second album pretty much written um you know when when jay passed uh that was you, nobody saw that coming and it was really hard um i know we both have moments of wanting to shake our fist at somebody going like what the fuck like this is our first album you know 
like the, the minute Jay died, we were actually supposed to be on stage at the Brass Mug in Tampa at our CD release show, which that really hit me hard. And so it's been an emotional week for sure, because we're mourning the loss of our friend, our drummer. Um, a lot of people are because Jay was very social very friendly he's just the kind of dude that brought everybody in and made him be included and he touched a lot of lives and um ambie and i are, are a little more introverted which is another reason we love jay because he was just so outgoing mm -hmm. um anyway i'm rambling at this point <laughs> we're doing okay um we've really ambie and i have actually taken this time to grieve and we never have we're mm -hmm. very just trudge just got to keep going just got to keep going and we really uh this put the brakes on things to where we really actually had to grieve which mm -hmm. has been weird i don't think i've ever done that properly mm -hmm. anyway yeah um i do want to say thank you to any of our friends family fans that reached out because we had a shitload of support and so much love it was like almost overwhelming but and i i don't think we would have made it without i didn't realize how much i i would have needed that so we haven't done it alone and there's so many of our friends too that are musicians and they're really not good doing good i mean and they're full-time musicians they rely on that for their income and with this corona thing they're man they're, they're screwed they're all doing instacart delivering groceries and trying to hustle up work and it's it's sucks out there now for the entertainment industry anybody in it yeah, I, I know a lot of people doing the exact same thing. And actually, there I've had a few, like, a few musicians tell me that they're making more money doing Instacart during the COVID-19 than they ever did as a musician. Wow, yeah, there you go. And it's like, well, I mean, it's not fair. You live in Chicago, Milwaukee, Detroit, you know, you live in a big city. So right. there's a little bit more of a demand, but like here in Waco or in a small town, it's like, eh, I'm sure you can make it, but you're not going to, yeah. So, but you know. I was going to start doing that in Winter Haven, but there's just not any jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a tiny little town that we live in. I signed up for Uber Eats and all that stuff and I'll go online every once in a while and I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> not doing that today. So. Yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a very hit or miss thing but like i mean luckily oh it's interesting because i've had this conversation with jeff he's our our audio engineer like when we go and work with bands he's the guy that records all our bands and stuff like that and he was telling me he was just like could you imagine if this would have happened even 15 years ago oh my god like, yeah no <laughs> oh man no, <laughs> i've I said can't. that to a few people like i am so beyond grateful for the internet yeah like without the internet yeah holy cow like everybody I mean, be like locked up in their homes like literally by themselves yeah. no, it, like i mean 15 years ago we would have still technically had the internet but you, we wouldn't be able to do this we wouldn't no. be able to do, like it would be landlines and a or a shitty cell signal and that, that, that was it be rough yeah well, no netflix either and all that other stuff that helps us kind of feel okay when we're you know when all like the people unlocking programs so you can use a time to learn and yeah like yeah. there's so many things that's really cool that they opened up for people that you can only do well school too think about that oh geez, like online, i know all the kids are doing school online too well yeah yeah, yeah that's I, that's that's the crazy one to me is 
the fact that oh, they're yeah. holding classes on Zoom. Like, really? You edit, like, uh, my buddy has a kid in kindergarten, and, like, even in kindergarten, they're still meeting. Not every day of the week, but, like, still yeah. a couple times a week just so that they could see their friends or whatever, you know. Um, so that, that that's a – like, it's really good that we're able to have this kind of freedom and technology that allows people to interact and still sure. be social in an isolated time, so to speak. Yeah, for real. But um, – so kind of – moving forward everything's kind of in limbo um you had you said you had pretty much had a second album ready to go yeah Uh, we have an acoustic album we finished recording the night before jason died okay actually um it's we have 11 11 song full length just me and tone um, playing the squishy feelies mm-hmm. it's the last of the songs before all in that'll ever be recorded and uh yeah and then after that we have seven songs for the new record mm-hmm. i'm sure there's i we haven't really we've played a, tried to play a little bit of music it was really hard i know that there's a lot of songs sitting in wait right now mm-hmm. that um so I don't know, maybe some will get bumped or it'll just end up a big, huge one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, after after the acoustic album, we have another one written that I'd like to do. I just don't know. We ha- I know we have to find somebody else, I guess. I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to even think about that right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, I think right now, right now, you- it's time to just kind of let all in live yeah, and not try to take any of that shine away. Like just let it live and percolate and sit in people's subconscious, give them a chance to listen to it. And right now, since you can't go out and play, you had mentioned that uh, you were starting to, uh, or that you were investing a lot into the live streams and whatnot. So maybe that's an opportunity where you just do like random listening parties. Like, so you just take the album as itself and just the two of you sitting there and playing the album for people. I don't know. Yeah. Might, might that's a good idea. Cool. You bet. Obviously you can't play as the trio. Maybe that's a way to just kind of get people to listen to it. And I don't know, it, just an idea that popped into my head speaking. Yeah, uh, actually, on Thursday, uh, there's a podcast in Tampa that we're friendly with the people, we're friends with the people that put it on, and they did a a tribute podcast mm-hmm. to Jason and ran the whole album with, like, a montage of all the photos that they compiled of our time with them and stuff, and Jason's family showed up and a bunch of, you know, our friends and our fans and it was a really, really beautiful thing. That was cool. So I'd like to prolong that kind of, or do that something along those lines again. That'd be Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. It's nice to be with people that way. Yeah. And um, obviously if you do anything like that, just reach out to us. You're 
you're you're in the live and amplified network of cool musician people so just any awesome. anytime you guys do stuff like that let us let us know um awesome thank, thank you, you. Yeah. um <laughs> but i don't want to keep you guys too much longer because for some reason when you messaged me i thought you guys were in washington because i saw the washington number and i'm like oh it, we're gonna be pod podcasting super early for them that's cool and then I went to the website and I was like, no, wait, are they in Tampa or Washington? No, I'm confused. And Dude, so- I've, I've either lived in Washington or Florida, so I got my shit mixed up. Yeah. She's like, so we have to get at 8 o'clock here. I'm like, no, it's 6 o'clock. And like, yeah, anyway. No, it's all good. I like, So I'm just sitting here, I'm like, wait a, wait a minute. He asked me at 5 and asked if it was 7 there. <laughs> I, I'm not quite uh, sure. Our brains are much. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, it, it was so it, it was like a brain teaser for me. I was trying to figure out where this math added up. I was like, wait a minute, are are y'all not in the U.S. now? Like, and so yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> but um, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. But um, one thing that we really like to do is try and help inspire and set up younger musicians to kind of give value to younger musicians by giving them some advice. So what kind of advice do you have for younger musicians that are looking to just get their start or they're learning their first instrument or, you know, what advice do you have for them? Um, The thing that comes to my head instantly is uh, a thing a friend of ours from Spokane said to us about 50 times over and over again one night, and it is refine your art. Refine your art. If you have art, refine it <laughs> and believe in it. Like, just, you know, and I tell my daughter all the time, it, everything you ever could want to do, you can get it through practice. So refine it yeah um i'll try not to be wordy although it's probably not gonna work (laughs) um my advice to anybody especially with music is um whatever thing you find whether it's a guitar piano mandolin find that thing that you love that like you just want to do all the time the thing that you like you just can't get tired of it um try everything and once you get there just do it your own way like there's no wrong way and that so if if you go take lessons awesome if you want to teach yourself awesome if you want to do youtube tutorials but there's no way and like just spend time with it in your hands like fall in love like um i picked up a guitar at a point in my life where i was really depressed and really anxious and just the whole world was caving in and that guitar in my hands became my solace and a way for me to soothe myself. And it, it gave me a reason to get up sometimes. And um, so just go all in, man, just keep at it and love it. And don't let anybody tell you there's a, a right way or a wrong way. Cause there's not, man, you loving your instrument and loving music. That'll take you wherever you want to go. Awesome. Awesome perfect perfect advice um usually we end our podcast by asking you why music 
but given the 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 conversation that we have i want to ask you a different question what is one thing you would like everybody listening to know about your drummer jason and what you'd like them what you would like him to be remembered for um i would like everybody to know i've been really thinking about the greatest thing that i could possibly learn from jason and uh jason had this ability to love anybody and to accept anybody no matter how much he disagreed with what they were doing or who they were and make them know that they were loved and special and that i think is really important that people know about him and i think that's something that's really important for more people to try to learn to embody in greater ways because i think most of the darkness that happens in our world comes from the a lack of that of lack of acceptance so I think and listen to his album and it, it's it was he put everything into it and uh yeah say I would say that uh, I think everything she said I'm in alignment with Jason was a absolutely probably one of the most compassionate understanding people non-judgmental just um I would also think Jay would want you to know it's never too late. Jay joined a fucking rock and roll band at 50 years old with a couple of 30 year olds and he kicked ass and he, he's definitely left too soon, but I know without a shadow of a doubt, he would have gone that hard for another until he was 70. It's so like, yeah, it's never too late. And we didn't start till we were 30. Like not, you know, we're not where we want to be yet, but don't give up, man. Don't, buy into the stereotypes and the bullshit people tell you just man go at it and give it all you got so awesome awesome um but i want to thank you all for giving me the time to sit here and chat with you i well i'm really glad you took the time and filled out our nice little new form i don't want to call it an application because it's not really an application but you know um thank you for thinking or wanting to come on the show that means a lot to us and share this story because i know bands are pretty much family the like so i i understand the bond and all that stuff and i really appreciate you guys coming on and telling or giving us or telling us the story and talking about your music and sharing everything that you have today so i'm really appreciative about that um we're grateful to be here thank you for having us yeah not a problem not a problem um and of course when we come through florida because i got i I also have family down there um we'll hit you guys up and try and do our jam session or you know any of that fun stuff that like the fun like the really fun live performance stuff that we do so when we come down there usually we're down there in january like the perfect time to be in south florida damn right man hell yeah ideal yeah hit us up for sure um but where can everybody find you on social media uh, plug the album one last time you know all that fun stuff uh it's coming home the band on everything for the no most. g there's no g so it's slang um and the album's all in you can find it all on our website it links to all of our social media and where you can listen to the album um 
yeah, cominghometheband.com is probably the best jumping point. That'll get you anywhere you want to be. But we're, if you type in coming home the band, no G, uh, anywhere you want to find music, we're there all in, just distributed everywhere. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, one final question, just to kind of, so we don't end on a sad note. Yeah. Um, cool. When you guys aren't playing music, what do you do for fun? What are you doing when you're not playing music? Uh, well, we have our organized our life, not to sound like hardcore hipster douches or whatever, <laughs> but like we're pretty, pretty much eat, sleep and breathe it. Um, occasionally you can find us uh, at a beach, you know, playing in the ocean or. Um, I like to read with my daughter. That's my, you know. If it's for me, I, I'm I stay at home. I do the band. I raise my daughter. Mm-hmm. That's my whole life. So like, if it's not music, it's her for the most part. So right now we're on book five of Harry Potter, and it's getting nice. fucking epic. Nice. <laughs> I like to cook. So that's a, a kind of yeah. other hobby. I really enjoy. Co- I love eating too. I like just, to make stuff. As yeah. Well, so. And then one question I always love to ask: What's your guilty pleasure song that you're currently listening to? remember guilty pleasure song uh rogie uh kind of she's gone in a direction of i can't even describe the music she's kind of taken over my spotify which is cool and also highly annoying (laughs) um but there's this band called amaranth and it's very like anthemic power metal Mm -hmm. and but with like dance music and it's got like three vocalists and stuff and like when i first heard it i was like oh my god like i'm so glad you like this but please stop and now i find myself humming it back and i'm like damn it man like it it got me so is it like uh i don't know why i automatically thought of baby metal but it's like a kind of yeah it's in that vein it's just like if if metal was super nice and clean and just with pop vocals almost it's uh so yeah it's it's that and um i don't know if it's a guilty pleasure but i I gotta tell you sometimes i'm shaking my booty to it running around the house so (laughs) i've worked really hard not to have guilty pleasures just because um I've not I've had people make fun of the music I listened to forever so now I'm like whatever but um one of the songs that I probably sing way too much for a grown woman is uh um salt and pepper shoop I I know every single word still to this day and I don't (laughs) even need the music to do it most of the time that's awesome (laughs) that's awesome but um, the album's out now, cominghometheband.com, all that fun stuff. So anybody listening, watching, make sure you go check it out. Make sure you go support these guys. They are awesome. Uh, we'll go ahead and put the link in our show notes when we release the podcast as well, all that fun stuff. Do you, you. Would you prefer the just the link to your website, or would you rather have the link tree? Would, the link tree the link tree is coming home the band forward slash all in for jason okay awesome um but yeah thank you guys so much uh let me make sure i didn't miss any questions uh billy is asking amberly what is your art page 
Oh, I only have an art page on Instagram, and it's oh. uh, at Amberly's Art. Okay. It's kind of a ghost town right now. Oh. <laughs> but there's art there. Okay. <laughs> Can we do one more thing real quick? Yeah, go for it. Since it's sitting here, Amberly does handmade merch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I've been kind of helping her with it, but we have, like, she just follows up on the website. This is a keychain. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to, because this is really cool. Um, she actually made earrings. Oh, nice. I mean, these are all handmade, like resin coated. Uh, anyway, she makes stuff. She's an artist through and through. And um, yeah, you can buy that stuff on our website too. All handmade, good good stuff. So I have some, they're not on the website that I do of my drawings. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, no. Yeah. My little conehead babies. These are mine nice. now. I found them and was like, I'm not selling those. <laughs> nice. I want to wear my weird on my ears. <laughs> but yeah, we got uh, all in the CD. We got shirts, all that stuff. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, one last question. Did you all design the uh, album art for the? That, did, that's yeah. all her. Nice. Nope. Just... Awesome. Yep. Awesome. But. Um, once again, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Um, and coming home, the band. Make sure you go check them out on all the social media. Their website, comminghometheband.com, and you know, go and support these guys. Like I've said, um, really appreciate it. Thank you for the time. Uh, thank you, thank you everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you all later. Bye. <laughs> All right, we should be off the stream, so we're good there. Um, yeah, once again, thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope you all really enjoyed that interview. Um, and just remember, if you want to go uh, take a look at All In or support Coming Home the Band, uh, make sure you visit uh, www.cominghometheband.com. Uh, there are new albums there, their merch, all that fun stuff. Make sure you go support them. You know, it was one of those situations where this was the first time I've actually gotten a chance to speak with them. And, you know, it, it's instant love. Like any musician we ever work with, it's instant love. You know, no hate, no nothing. You know, we're there. We're there for the love. But I, it looks like this podcast is actually running a little bit longer today, you know, which is always interesting because I'm sitting here like, oh, hey, how am I going to fill out this full, like a full two hour podcast? And now that we're kind of in it, I I don't want to shut up because I like to speak. I like to talk. I like to, you know, whatever. But I, I, I won't ramble on too much longer. Um, we unlike last week, this week we actually have a cover song of the week. Uh, this was something performed by our buddy Sully. He is originally from Ireland, but he currently lives in Sydney, Australia, and he was a part of our live castathon as well. Um, and it it was kind of funny because when he was getting ready, when he was kind of edging towards performing this song. He wasn't sure if he wanted to perform it because he didn't know what our stance would be on, like, profanity and cursing and all that stuff. And it's like, dude, I say fuck, shit, crap, damn, every minute of every day. And 
you know, so you're good. Like, don't worry about any repercussions on our end. You know, we're not worried about anything on YouTube, Facebook, or any of that stuff. So go ahead, go for it. And he's like, all right. And uh, let me just say, he he really went for it. Um, so this is a solo acoustic cover of Horse Outside by the Rubber Bandits performed by Sully. Uh Awesome song. I'd never heard the song before, but uh, the way he performed it, it was like, oh, wow. All right. Awesome. Um, So we're going to play that for you now, and I I hope you all like it. Okay, this is a this is a song called an Irish band from an Irish band called the Rubber Bandits. Um, It's called Horse Outside. And it's one I do quite a lot in the pubs around here and get away with it. <laughs> um, and there is some bad language in it, so. And a man is waiting in a church on Thomas Street. Looking at the bride maid and she's looking back at me. When the service ends, as she, she wants a lift. Back to the hotel for a finger and a shift. Said Richard Rise Mitzi, he offered me a spin. And I had a Honda, so I might just go with him. Terry Kidney said he'd bring me in his Subaru. So what the fuck would make you think I wanna go with you? I said, Fuck your Honda Civic, I'm a horse outside. Giddy up, 
outside by the rubber bandits performed by Sully. I hope I hope you guys enjoyed that. That 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 got the toe tapping a little bit. You know, it it, it always does. Uh unfortunately Sully wasn't able to make it onto our uh, our we run this music festival that we had this past weekend. Uh he he was coming up towards his set and we were getting ready to do sound check with him and his uh sound card wouldn't register. And so that that was an interesting challenge. And it got to a point where we were already 10 or 15 minutes into a set. And it's like, hey, there's, you know, no no sweat, no worries, no harm, no drama, no nothing. Don't worry about it. Um, we'll, we'll fill the next 15 minutes. Like, we've already just been sitting here BSing, trying to get the uh, sound card to work. So don't worry about it. Because by the time we get it fixed, you're only going to have 10 minutes. And you're going to play, what, two songs? You know? Um so hopefully, maybe next time, if we do another uh, festival like that, which, you know, it, it's really weird because I, I keep saying, oh, man, I want to do another festival. And then as it builds up, it's like, no, I'm never doing this again because it is such a panic attack. It's like the worst anxiety panic attack that you've ever had with the worst emotional roller coaster and depression anytime somebody says that they can't fulfill their obligation due to family issues, you know, whatever it is, last minute interruptions, you know, technical issues, it is the worst panic induced emotional roller coaster I've ever been on. But as we're, we start rolling and what have you, it's like, oh, I do kind of enjoy this because it's like, you know, you're jamming and it, it, once we really get rolling, it's not much of a commitment on my part, other than the fact that I kind of have to be visible and there the entire time. But once I intro the act, I'm kind of in the background for a half hour, you know, so it's really not that bad. It's just the panic induced emotional roller coaster waiting to see if they actually show up, if they're running late technical issues, you know, stuff like that. But I digress, neither here nor there. Um, hopefully next time, uh, if we do another one of these, hopefully we'll get him on. Uh, I think he said he had gotten his sound card fixed. I think I talked to him yesterday. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy week. But um, yeah, so I, I hope you guys enjoyed that cover song. I don't have really much else to say. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what we're doing next week. I know May 10th, which is two weeks away, right? I think it's May 10th. Uh, yeah, two weeks away. May 9th or May 10th. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, we have somebody coming up from, uh, he's coming up from Bellmead, I think. So like 
southern central Texas, and we're supposed to be doing like an in-person jam session. So I'm really excited about that. Like it'll be only one or two more weeks of these. And hopefully from there we can kind of get the train rolling and getting people into the uh, getting people into the motions of doing an actual jam session, and we'll be good to go. Um, but until then, I hope you all have a great week. Stay safe out there. Stay smart. You know, opinions of what's going on aside doesn't mean you have to be stupid and making stupid decisions. Like if you don't. If you're prone to getting sick or you have a or a compromised immune system, be careful out there because it doesn't matter. Like everybody's heightened awareness and concern is heightened. So if you have a compromised immune system or you're prone to getting sick easily, you know, I, I believe the COVID-19 is very real. And, you know, so... Just be smart, be safe, and that's the best advice I have. All other opinions aside, um, I just want to say thank you all so, so much for everything you all do week in, week out. Please keep supporting the podcast. Please keep supporting independent musicians. They absolutely need us at this point in the year and what's going on currently in the climate in the industry, in the world, you know, they need us. And so if you've got an extra couple bucks, please go support your local music artists or please support anybody that's on our platform. You know, we would absolutely appreciate it. So one final push on everything. Uh, Please go to liveandamplified.net. That's the big one. Please go, please check it out. We've got our indie zine, which is like our new fanzine that we're doing. Where We've got people writing blog posts, articles, all that fun stuff. We've got the livecast podcast. We've got the jam session podcast. We've got our live acoustic sessions. You know, everything and anything you ever want. We've even got, we're starting to get merchandise in. So if you want to come and support us, we'd greatly appreciate it. But we also have a couple of opportunities for you to go and support independent artists. And that's really all I have to say at this point. Um, Please just go out, support, show love, like their Facebook page. Even if it's just as simple as going to listen to their Spotify page. You know, that's all that matters. But until then, I will see you all later. You guys have a great week. I will see you. Peace out.